0: This is a 980 CKNW podcast. We have talked a lot about ICBC and how it's headed for a more than a billion dollar loss this year. So how exactly did this happen? Joining me on the line to talk more about this is Charles Lamam, Director of Fiscal Studies at the Fraser Institute. Charles, great to have you back on the show.
1: Oh, thanks for having me, Joe. Good morning.
0: Good morning. Uh, The Fraser Institute has released a study looking or a report looking into uh, the history of ICBC. So how did we get to to this position where it's uh, going into a pretty staggering loss?
1: Joe, it's been uh, years in the making, and that's for sure. There's a financial crisis now at ICBC uh, that is largely driven by a combination of things outside of ICBC's control, but also... Uh, poor decisions by uh, government. Uh, really, at the heart of it, this is about costs going up, soaring really, since about 2012 at, at ICBC. And really no containment measures taken in response to that. Really, the only other thing the government could have done uh, to con- if they didn't contain costs was to raise rates dramatically. In fact, in order to offset some of these costs, they had to raise rates upwards of 20%. In one year, uh, they chose not to. Um, So the combination of of rising costs and and really uh, no action on the revenue side has resulted in a major uh, financial crisis now at ICBC. Uh,
0: So any government, no matter what political leaning, would know that exactly that. Raising rates by 20% would be very uh, unpopular with Mm -hmm. drivers in the province. But they had to know at some point with the way the system worked that it was going to catch up.
1: For sure. I mean, so no no uh, British Columbian would want to see a 20% increase on their basic auto insurance. Instead, the government kept the, those increases at about 5%. But the bigger question is why why was an action taken earlier on the cost side, on the cost containment side? Uh, claims were rising quite dramatically. Uh, claim costs, the cost per policy had risen. And, and, you know, this is a system that we have in British Columbia whereby the government has a monopoly on auto on basic auto insurance. And so there is no competition. There is no choice for British Columbians. Uh, and so that's really why uh, these major increases were necessary. You know, The government was able to sustain this model uh, for a very short period of time using Band-Aid solutions. They were able to transfer money from the part of ICBC that does compete with uh, private providers, the optional part of its business. So they were taking money from that optional business and subsidizing the the, the major losses in, in the basic side of its business. But now what's happened is the optional business is also losing money, and so there's no more money to transfer, and here we are in this, you know, what, what the the Attorney General called a dumpster fire. Really, it, it is a major problem. Uh, right now at ICBC, these, these Band-Aid solutions will no longer cut it, and I think now we're at a juncture here in British Columbia where we need to be really Thinking through, do we want to have this type of uh, auto insurance model, whereby the government is the the sole provider on the basic side, or do we want to have more choice, better you know better rates for British Columbians, and better coverage? Uh,
0: what do, did your report look, or did you see what happened with why was the optional side making money, and then why did that change?
1: Well, claims claim costs have have, have gone up, and there was really poor management, uh, Jill, with how. Uh, the auto body shops were were uh, 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 estimating costs for for different policies. Of course, materials uh, for for car repairs have gone up, and that's something beyond ICBC or the government's control. But just really poor poor management on the cost side, and that's what's led uh, to the current situation. So it's really it's it, you know there is a combination of things outside of the government control, but certainly things gov- the government could have. Uh, action it could have taken to to better contain these costs, but nothing was done. So you have to give credit to the to the current Horgan government for bringing this issue to the limelight. I mean, this is a is a very difficult conversation that we need to have now, but I think it's one that's uh, you know. We- it's overdue uh, in
0: British Columbia. And they have talked, the current government has talked about uh, putting a cap on what they call minor claims, uh, minor injuries, uh, which wasn't uh, in place before, uh, mm-hmm. trying to keep yes. things out of the courts to keep costs down. Uh, is there something, can it get back on track, do you think, the current model? Or is it, as you said, that's time to, to realize maybe the government monopoly doesn't work and time to open it up?
1: Well, I, th- I think it's, I think for me, it's it's, it's a, it's a, it's a financial challenge, but it's also an opportunity and it's an opportunity to have this broader discussion about whether we're satisfied with the auto insurance model. So these, you know, these, these types of discussions or these types of reforms that are being contemplated, I think, you know, they could, they could help in the short term, you know, putting a cap on, on, on the claims. There's also, you know, talk now about increasing the penalty on distracted driving. These are all things that certainly, you know, uh, are worth, are worth discussing, but we have to think Big. I think. Think more broadly about. Do we want to have uh, a government uh, corporation that is in the business of doing two things? Really, it's in the business of providing social uh, policy as well as uh, providing auto insurance. And I think that the the social policy part of ICBC the fa- the, the fact that it you know doesn't operate as, a, as an insurance uh, system is, is partially what drives our higher costs in british columbia these are the other jurisdictions and i think thinking through whether we actually want to have that type of model or we want do we want to have more choices consumers do we want to be able to shop around uh to get the best auto insurance uh, that we can get that matches our preferences that has you know better prices and better co- better coverage and those are the kind of discussion points i think we need to have at this juncture you know having you know Restrictions on claims, pushing the costs onto consumers. I'm not sure that's really what British Columbians want. I think we want to be able to have insurance that better matches the cost of that insurance with, with you know, the, the, how, how we are as drivers. And we don't uh, necessarily have that under, under the current model because we're all paying higher rates in order for the government to, to meet these social policy objectives.
0: We only have a, about a minute left, but you mentioned the, the higher penalties for distracted driving. And that one stuck out to me, too, with David Eby actually saying that maybe we go to a system where a distracted driver isn't covered by ICBC if you mm-hmm. cause a crash. Shouldn't we have the choice, though, if I want to find an insurer that will cover me in that scenario?
1: Yes, and I think that this is this is the root of the problem, right? So that we're going to hear over the, over the coming months uh, various options that the government's going to put forward. And it's really ultimately going to be about ways for the government to now contain costs they'll probably talk about raising uh raising premiums but you know what wh- when, when they're trying to contain costs at this point that the action that they need to take is quite dramatic and uh, at the end of the day what what's going to happen is that british columbians are going to have to show, shoulder a, a larger part of their insurance bill and you know there is research that has been looked that, that has looked into the cost of insurance, auto insurance, across jurisdictions in Canada. And it seems to to be that British Columbians pay higher rates uh, than elsewhere. And do we want to have effectively higher rates now with these reforms? I mean, you know, (laughs) something needs to be done. Credit to the government for bringing this to the limelight. But I think we need to have a broader discussion than simply reforms that push the burden onto, onto, onto uh, onto auto insurers uh, now. So there's a bigger discussion we need to have.
0: All right, Charles, we'll leave it there. Thank you again so much for coming on the show. My pleasure. Thank you. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.